Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Jay's Recipe for Success brought to you by Junior Achievement of South Florida. I'm Lori Salarulo, your host for this episode and all of the episodes, I'm so happy to say. Um, and as you know, if you've watched our show, this is about bringing leaders and entrepreneurs uh, onto our set, usually at Jay World uh, Heisinga Center um, kitchen, but we're in my kitchen these days. Uh, bringing them on to share their ingredients to success. And and right now, talking a little bit about how businesses are coping and getting through uh, during the COVID uh, situation. Uh, so today's guest, I'm really happy to know. I've, I've known this family for a long time uh, and friends with uh, our guest sister for quite some time. Miss Anita Beyer is the president of Setner Beyer Insurance and Risk. Um, and they have been in business for over 30 years providing property casualty and group benefit products and services to businesses and families. And so with that, I want to bring Anita. There she is. Welcome. Thank you. And by the way, this is my kitchen. I don't need an oven. I don't need a stove. And this new cooking fat is just total garbage. This is this is my kitchen. So uh, so you're a big fan, I guess, of uh, DoorDash and Uber and those things? Oh, goodness gracious. Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, and I know there's all kinds of new ideas coming out now with virtual kitchens and all this kind of stuff. So, so interesting days we're in. I actually have never cooked so much. Um, yeah, I'm cooking. I'm actually um, begrudgingly cooking. I am. <laughs> I am. I my husband, we've been married a lot of years. It's, it's, you know, I'm not used to 50, 50, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to be a 50, 50 person. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what you're really used to, but oh, well. no, you know, 25, 25, just, I get it. I get it. So um, I wanted to start a little bit, you know, I know that I just recently saw your article uh, in South Florida business uh, journal on um, the, the effects right on the health, on the health insurance or just in the insurance business in general. Um, and I thought it was a really good, succinct, uh, you know, just really some good bullet points that you put in there. Can you share a couple of highlights from there? I know you talked about health insurance and you talked about commercial general liability. Can you touch on how you think those things will be affected because of COVID? All right. So it's, it's, some of it's a guess. Some of it comes from our benchmarking um, published reports our industry produces. But health insurance, I'm going to anticipate increases. Why? We've got a lot of expenses associated with COVID. It had leveled off the health insurance in the large group market, um, self-insurance markets, but I think we're going to see increases. Uh, people are going to have to play with their deductibles and their co-pays to resolve that. As far as workers' compensation, that could be impacted by COVID uh, for occupational injury. And I think that there's a differentiation here between an OC injury and just getting sick. In order for something like COVID to become a workers' comp issue, it's got to be a condition largely associated with the characteristics of the workplace. For instance, a hospital might very well have a legitimate 
COVID claim on the occupational injury portion of the workers' comp. Maybe a preschool would have that. But otherwise, most workforces, the COVID is not a characteristic exclusively to that workforce. It's pervasive throughout the world. So right. we'll have some impacts on the workers' comp and maybe only in certain classes of business. So largely the workers' comp system could stay relatively stable. General liability, which is when the public can sue you, I think we're going to be okay for pretty flat. There might be a lot of uh, TV ads right now, a lot of um, proposed litigation and liabilities, but I think that will die down. And so I don't see a big, big issue in the liability. I do see on the property side, which is people calling us every day saying, I have business interruption for this. Mm -hmm. That policy you sold me 20 years ago. Oh, what, 10 years ago. I don't want to give away my age, right? That policy you sold 10 years ago where you promised me that anything that happened to our firm where our income was reduced, mm -hmm. paid for. And I usually go, I, you mm -hmm. know, I just don't think I said that. So it's really not covered largely. Well, lawyers will say otherwise, but at the very end, you're going to see these claims not covered. Business interruption, lost revenue is associated with a covered peril and property damage, physical damage to property. So the covered peril would be virus. Most policies have a virus exclusion, which were written into contracts years ago because of SARS. Even though there were other exclusions that should have prevented it, the insurance companies, every time a lawyer gets a hold of litigation, they're going, okay, let's change our language. Let's reduce it. The second thing is the property damage. How has your property in your facility been damaged when all it takes is alcohol swab to fix it? Those are the two issues. The insurance companies are already sending back declination letters. However, some state legislatures now on a national level, there is a play at trying to impose on the insurers a responsibility to pay these claims in the absence of coverage. If you do that, this is a contract, you're changing American contract law. So no contract will be holy anymore. A meeting of two minds and enter into reasonable agreement. If the, if the uh, laws can come in, the judges, the uh, Congress can come in and change that, we're going to end up with a mess in insurance. It would only take two and a half months for the insurers to be out of business anyway. That's how much money this is, which is why the government took over it, right? Yeah, that could open up a really bad precedent uh, across the board, not just in insurance. Yeah. And then I think the last one that people would care about business-wise is employment practices. What can an employee sue you for? The good news is throughout the country, when a facility buys workers' compensation, the state statute says in exchange for this workers' comp, generally speaking, in exchange for this workers' comp policy, your employee can't sue you. Even if the hazard was on the premise, he, cannot sue, he or she cannot sue you. The exception to that rule is unless the employer puts you in harm's way. And that way is something that is so obvious to the reasonable person that you would get injured. So the bar is really high for an employee to sue. So their only recourse right now would be to go to OSHA and lodge a complaint. And that might change the behavior of an employer that's particularly egregious or unfair. But most employers actually do want to get back into business. They do need their employees. And I find my employers treating their employees well and doing everything they can. So again, there might be litigation on that policy and the carriers might roll over and play dead because it's a deep pockets and, you know, 20,000 is cheaper than litigation. But that's the policy I expect to be at most. The, the business interruption will be at play with a lot of declinations. 
but the employment practices will have to have a discovery and a response. So that particular policy, along with directors and officers liability, will have a lot of action. So we do expect some rate increases on those. Yeah, so, so that's interesting. You know, at, so as we consider as CEOs or owners of, of our companies, how we bring our employees back, um, should we be looking at those policies? What should we be doing to safeguard from those kinds of suits, right? I would, I would just say the CDC regulations are going to be a very, very strong, and any other your municipal uh, regulations as well as your state. Just look at those. It's not hard. It's six feet. It's washing hands. It's sanitizers. Uh, if you can't get masks, you can't get masks. You know, the, I don't think, remember, the law of negligence speaks to the standard is what a reasonably prudent person under a similar circumstance would do. Based on that, if you're reasonable, you're concerned, I'd say, don't worry, just bring them back. I, I had, in the very early days, I had one employee write me a very long letter um, explaining to me they felt unsafe at our premise. We have 500 square feet per employee. We're white collar in a class A building. And I, I called, I called his bluff. <laughs> you I called, called BS. Is that it? <laughs> I don't want to curse on a podcast, but I called, I called it BS. I, I, I hear you. I hear it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think we're all going to be faced with some of that. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, even when we let go of employees, there's always that risk, right, of suits and complaints. Which, like, is, why, which is why you have insurance. Right. And why we have policies and why we, we follow those policies so that we can defend, right, those types of complaints and, and lawsuits. So um, from, from your perspective from, as a business owner, right, so you said you have 500 square feet for employee. Right now, are all of your employees working remotely still? Oh, Lori. <laughs> I had them. I was one of the first people to move my people out because we always had redundancy because of the potential for storms. So everybody has their computers. We have what we call a video portal. I click on a face, they answer the phone. We we have tracking software for websites because we have confidential information of our clients. So when I set a computer home, I wanted double authentication. I want to be able to track what they're doing. That's for the safety of our clients. Mm -hmm. So we were prepared. We set them home before mm -hmm. most people were sending their employees home, but we were the first to bring them back. There is an anniversary as of yesterday. I brought our people back to work I feel it's safe enough. We have our social distancing. We have our masks now. We have everything people need. And we are a collaborative environment. And some of our people are much stronger when they collaborate. And I saw that we were losing some, not competitive edge, the, the sharpness that I like to see, the, the debating, the trying to get to a near perfect conclusion for the sake of a client. Very hard to do that with video chatting. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I brought, we brought them back, but I think in Florida, I think we're going to start to see that happen over the next two weeks. I might have just been one of the early. And we are an essential business. We never had to go home. Right. Well, that's mm -hmm. true. And so, yeah, it's really interesting that collaborative uh, environment, creating that collaborative environment, right? Following those six foot rules and, and all of that. And some businesses are fortunate to have that kind of space. I mean, obviously, we have 60,000 square feet. And so, we could have, you know, finance park with a table of 10 people and we could easily be six right. feet apart, right? Um, but so how how does that lend itself when we're six feet apart? 
how does that lend itself to collaboration? Do you think people are, are adjusting? Oh, yeah, it, they're adjusting. And actually, some of my feedback's been very positive. I had a couple of people say to me, couple of you say to me that they're happy to come to work because they have a reason to get up in the morning to get dressed and then when they go home and they're in this relatively isolated environment at least they were out among people mm -hmm. so yeah. I know a lot of people talk about uh, perhaps this will be a change now that we know distance uh, work can distributed workforces work well people might not want to come back I'm not seeing that necessarily true. I will suggest to you if our revenues are affected, we will understand that brick and mortar overhead costs might not be justified. Right. So I think the employer might drive that a little bit due to their you know, expense side of the equation. But I find our people like talking to each other. And you know, somebody just being on the phone with somebody in the business just two, three years, they're learning, listening to the person next to them the learning curve will be much slower for new people if they're working remotely. Right, and, and isolated without the, those mentors around, right? Mentors. Even though it's intact, so I agree. So you've been in business for 30 years. Um, that's a long time and uh, has been very, <laughs> you look awesome. I know you were like 10 when you started. Yeah, 10. So, but, so, and you've been very successful over the years. And so tell me what, I know there's probably a, a whole recipe uh, to your success that we normally on our shows at the studio would, would go through for a half hour. But if you could tell me your uh, main ingredient, you know, uh, to your success, what has that been over the years? I would suggest, I'm gonna use a really simple word. It's called empathy. We need to understand what our client needs. And when we think we delivered it, we need to then circle back to them and ask them, and we do, did we meet your needs? What did the experience feel like? And if the experience isn't resonating with all of our clients, we are going to tweak it and twist it. I hate to use the word perfection because nobody is perfect, but we do strive for perfection. We ask everybody to be the best they can be and ask them to treat our client as if it's their mother, treat their you know their coworker as if it's a sister, and to treat the company as if it's needed. <laughs> so, right. you know, don't forget the boss. <laughs> yeah, and, and as if it's theirs, right? Um, as if it's theirs. Ownership. Yeah. It's very, um, we, it has to resonate within each person's body. Am I doing something valuable? Do I feel my valuable? Do I feel that I'm valuable to this organization? And what is my daily task and work? How is it growing me as a person? And we try to make certain that recipe is there, that each person doesn't see work as a place to go to make money, to produce, to spend. We want them to come to work to produce, to grow their personal experience, right. to, to be better people, to have knowledge of the world, to feel personal power to know how to resolve and create solutions. So we try to give them a very rich experience. And we actually, even if your job is narrowly focused on, let's say accounts payable, we actually pull these people into a lot of sessions so that they understand how their job is really critical to this overall enterprise. Yeah, understanding the business as a whole, right? Yeah. Really helps everybody do their job better. And I would bet that empathy right now is something that you are truly having to practice, right? Reaching out to your clients and saying, how are you doing during this time? 
uh, you know, how can we help you? How can we help, you know, meet your needs? Yep, so I that, think that that's something that's really in play right now. It is in play. And um, actually, I go along to my people. I go to them. So don't forget, if you don't have a lot of work, remember, people aren't buying businesses right now. They actually have retreated. All of our deals kind of went away if they weren't deep into them. But I said to them, remember, there's something called a phone. And it's a reintroduction to that, that thing where you just kind of like talk mm -hmm. like this. Hello. And people would love to hear your voice. So that's what we're reminded yeah. of. Yeah, we get into, well, now I think, now they're saying this, that all this Zoom stuff is the new, uh, you know, texting was the new email. Well, now Zoom is the new texting. So you know, the good news about that is that I can hear your voice and I can see your face. Um, but I think you're right. I think we, we resort to email still and, and text as opposed to voice calling. So I agree. Um, this has been so helpful. I mean, Anita, you've been our um, insurance company for many years over at Junior Achievement, um, always supportive, you and your team. And so, of course, I would highly recommend uh, <laughs> the company for, for others watching. Um, I know we have a call actually later on to talk just just to kind of catch up and, and see what we can do or if there's anything else we need to do. And one of my questions is about re-entering right back into the, the facility. And so, so thank you so much for shedding some light on the status and what you think is going to be happening out there in the insurance world. Um, I, I know that you are a very open person. I think if anybody on our uh, viewing our show uh, would like to reach out to you, that you would be more than happy to speak with them. And I would encourage them to do that. Um, and then thank you for sharing your ingredient. I think empathy is something, like I said, that is so important right now. Uh, and so, and in every business, right, having that for our clients and for each other is is critical. So I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you. And I want to let you know, since I know you're empathetic and you're in your kitchen, I like brownies. <laughs> you know, I happen to be, I happen to love baking. I don't love cooking. Uh, cooking is an obligation, but I do love baking. And I actually used to be the cheesecake queen of the family. And so I think I have over 300 cheesecake recipes, but I know I have a brownie recipe. And okay. so I'll pull that out just for you. So anyway, but thank you for being with us. And to those who are watching, thank you so much for being a part of Jay's Recipe for Success today. And I hope that, uh, that you'll check out future episodes. Take care, everyone. Take care of yourselves, your teams, your families, and be well. Thanks, Anita. You're welcome.